Ancient Shadows is finally shipping, and we've got Priscilla Hernandez on the show today. Who's going to get to stuff their stocking with the holiday prize pack? Listen to find out how you can qualify to win. Escapes. Escapes. A Mystic Soundscapes netcast. The latest news in the world of New Age music, concert updates, artist interviews, contests, and more. And now, Escapes. Thursday, December 14th, 2006. This is Escapes number 18. I'm Pete Havey. Thanks for checking us out this month. Man, there's been so many amazing things going on these past few weeks. I had the uh, opportunity, well, some would call it that, others call it a curse, of joining the Second Life community online, and I'm just blown away by the possibilities in Second Life. Imagine hanging out in a virtual world, watching your favorite artists perform on stage, and getting to talk with them personally after the show. When does that happen in real life? Very rarely, if at all, but it happens all the time in Second Life. Live music is one of the top draws over there, and two of our mystic artists, Heath Vircher and Corey Lene Carruthers, are pioneering the next wave of online music in Second Life. They're doing live shows several times a month, and a third artist, Lewis Landon, is going to be joining them real soon. The nice thing is you don't have to travel anywhere to see the show. You just log in, teleport to the concert location, and enjoy. Along with my friend Jamie Osborne, who does the Audiosyncrasy podcast, we're trying to spread the word about the music and get it out for more folks to hear. In fact, I'm going to be having Jamie back on this show in a few weeks to talk more about the opportunities for both artists and listeners in Second Life. In the meantime, I know you have some time off for Christmas coming up. Drop by our website, mysticsoundscapes.com music, and click on the Second Life link to join up for free. Then you can check out one of the upcoming shows from the Electroacoustic Fusion Group. Guaranteed you will love it. Just make sure you have a full pot of coffee next to your computer when you log on. We'll kick things off today with a track from State of Grace 3, the new CD by Paul Schwartz, featuring the beautiful vocals of Lizbeth Scott. This is Criste Redemptor.
Paul Schwartz featuring Lizbeth Scott with Christe Redemptor from the new CD, State of Grace 3. Be sure to check out more of Paul's music online at paulschwartz.com or stateofgrace.net. That's state-of-grace.net. Here's what's happening in the music. New from David Lons, Alive for the Holidays, a CD compiled from recordings of holiday concerts made all over the U.S., live arrangements of classic carols, a medley of David's favorite songs from the late 60s, and holiday stories and humor from his live appearances. Only available as a digital download, you can grab Alive for the Holidays right now on davidlons.com. Ryan Farish's brand new video is now available. Mercy Follows has a James Bond-type plot to it, complete with fast cars, women, and all that good stuff. Check it out. Be one of the first to own the video download from Ryan's website at ryanfarish.com slash video.htm. Little something for the holidays. Check out Soulwire's rendition of Green Sleeves, another amazing piece of work by artist Ken Hill. Catch the seasonal spirit on Ken's page at myspace.com slash soulwire. Also check out new Christmas music from Diane Arkenstone and Misha Seagal. The CD's called Christmas Healing Volume 1, and it's available right now on Amazon. More details on Diane's website at neopacifica.com. Harpist vocalist Anya Minogue has an exclusive free download on her website for the holidays. The song is called Spirit of the World. Grab it while you can at minogue.com, M-I-N-O-G-U-E.com. Ava Pinto of Sequoia Records gives us a heads up on a new CD from chill-out group Achillea. The street date is February 1st, and as we get more details, we'll pass those along to you. Heath Bircher and Corey Lynne Carruthers continue to push the envelope with their live virtual concerts in Second Life. If you haven't been to one of these shows, you will freak at how awesome they are. New concerts coming soon from Lewis Landon as well. If you're in Second Life, look up the concert schedule on our site at mysticsoundscapes.com music. And if you're not there yet, click on one of the Second Life links on mysticsoundscapes.com and join up for free. You'll be glad you did. And finally, Sleep Thief has been nominated as one of the most promising artists of 2006 by Calmscape. Voting ends December 16th, and the winner will be announced on the 17th. Vote for Sleep Thief today by visiting calmscape.com. That's what's happening in the music. For these stories and more, check out mysticsoundscapes.com slash music. We all want it. We've all been waiting for it. The brand new CD from Priscilla Hernandez, Ancient Shadows, The Ghost and the Fairy, is finally making its way into everyone's hot little hands across the globe. It's an immersive, spellbinding musical journey that will lift you high above the terrestrial plane and transport you to a mystical space left to walk between the worlds of light and shadow. <laughs> Priscilla Hernandez is with us today. Welcome to the show, Priscilla. Thank you very much. For those who have not heard your music yet, how would you describe it to them? Well, that's a good question, because uh, after the people listen to my music, they always ask that, which is, I don't know if it's a good or bad thing. I describe <laughs> myself, uh, my music as ethereal, gothic. But many people uh, think it's Gothic and many people describe it as New Age and other points to neoclassical and other points to film score. So I think I'm in the middle of a crossover of genres. Uh, I really don't know if I would point to one. I, I feel very close to Gothic in, in the meaning of my lyrics, not maybe in the sound. And I would define myself close to film scores 
in the sound of arrangements because it's the music I was nourished for. Now, people have also compared you to Enya and Tori Amos. What are your thoughts there? Well, actually, I knew Enya because everybody knows Enya. I think she has a beautiful voice. Um, I only have one album from, from her that actually my brother gifted to me because he thought that we had a similar voice. I, I mean, it's because we have soft, eerie vocals and we have Celtic influences. But actually, she's not been really an influence, though I can understand the people point similarities, you know. Right. Maybe I have even listened more to Miriam Stockley from Adiemus, you know. I see. Uh, regarding that kind of music. But I, I think she, she makes a beautiful music anyway. And about Tori Amos, it's been um, a constant note, you know. I think I even got a bad review once. You say, another Tori Amos wannabe. Wow. <laughs> yes. And I, I said... Oh my God! Uh, I don't know who's here. So um, I checked on the on the internet and I and managed to find some of her music as well. And I thought she was good. So now I take it as a compliment. Um, some people pointed also to Kate Bush, and I really didn't know much of her music. But no one points to my real sources of inspirations, and I think it's very unfair for them. Well, fill us in. Who are your real sources of inspiration? I have some, some things to confess. I like Cindy Loper. <laughs> <laughs> my, my most pivotal musical influence regarding vocals have, have been Tears for Fears. Tears for Fears, nice. No one ever have realized about that. But actually, I learned to sing along with Roland Orsava, which is the lead singer from Tears for Fears. So he was a major influence on you, huh? Yeah, he's been, he's been really a major influence regarding the bitterness of, of the lyrics. Right. And um, all the time, word ups and downs that people often point to Tori Amos. And I actually, when when I when I started to sing, I was making maybe a mimic to this male vocalist. <laughs> so to be fair to him, thank you, Roland. You were uh, you was very inspiring. <laughs> That's great. I never uh, would have guessed. <laughs> yeah, that no no one does. Uh, but but actually, it, it may be the only. The only one I know all the lyrics from. Wow. Yeah, I'm, I'm really great. a fan. If you listen to this ever, <laughs> <laughs> fancy a duet, I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> Chris, you're currently based in Barcelona, right? Yes, now I'm living in Barcelona. What's the music scene like out there? Are they uh, receptive to the kind of music you're producing? In the Canaries, it was uh, just late in music. So if you if you tell people something about uh, New Age or Ethereal Gothic, they would stare at you and, what hmm. the hell is that? <laughs> I mean, um, they're much into late in music because it's another kind of culture that I would describe close to South America. That is not bad. I mean that the, the type of culture, the type of uh, music um, tastes in general uh, are very, very different than here in the mainland. Well, thank God for the internet, right? That way you can uh, get your music out to the world, to people who enjoy it. Yes, in the Canaries, well, actually, I wasn't thinking about internet as a promotional tool when I started, but it showed to be the only option, the way I lived. And then I moved to Pomplona, it was another 
small village. Um, it was a little bit different, but it still was a small place. And now I've been based in Barcelona, but I've been in close to my home working for for the city for almost one year and a half. So <laughs> I think I haven't been able to explore the musical possibilities for Barcelona. Hopefully it's a big town, so they'll be bigger. <laughs> That's right. Now, in addition to a talented composer and a songwriter and a vocalist, you are also an illustrator. Now, I'm looking at the uh, Ancient Shadows CD package right now. It's a beautiful, beautiful package you put together with tons of your illustrations in it. Tell me a little bit about how you got into the drawing and illustration aspect of your career. Actually, I've been drawing all my life. When I was in high school, I wanted to be to make cartoons and animations. I even won a contest to making a handmade animation short oh, wow. when I was 17 or so. And I was completely decided to become to become an artist. But then somehow, I don't know how or why or when, I ended up studying medicine and molecular biology and I ended up to be um, biologist. Wow, that's quite a different path. <laughs> yes, but during all the way, I really got good qualifications and I had um, a really brilliant career after after I finished. But I really didn't feel happy, and that thing that was inside of me, who was really drawing, was there. So I came back to to draw in the middle of of my studies and actually I, I began with a, the project Jitnet which, uh, which was a comic so I spent about two years drawing for that and fairies it was a fairy and ghost story crossover and uh, it was about to be published but I stopped the project and then I thought about um, the fairy and the ghost so for the very first time uh, because I haven't I haven't done it before I thought of putting myself as the main character of, of those stories I, I imagined, you know. It was like, okay, I'm going to make my dream. I'm going to live my fairy tale. I'm going to be the fairy and I'm going to be the ghost. That's amazing. What a great concept. So would that make Ancient Shadows kind of like a soundtrack to the Yidneth comic you had been working on? No. <laughs> okay. There are one song that is based in the comic, which is Lament. And the rest of them are songs that I, I have written during the years. And it is just like a compilation, a selection of songs that, of course, I have rearranged. But Jeanette uh, has um, the comic itself has its own music, which is not released yet. Only Lament from all the selections related with the comic. I see. And not the drawings are related with the comic either. Just the basic idea of fairies and ghosts. Just because um, my fantasy nourishes from uh, imagination on those estates close to when you wake up or when you're about to, to get the sleep, you know, when you are daydreaming. I just thought of a comparison, but it's not Yidneth-based or related. How did the name Yidneth come about? Does that have a special meaning? Uh, no, actually it was invented. Okay. <laughs> so it's quite random. I had an invented language when I was a little girl, but actually Yidneth was absolutely invented. Priscilla, your journey in bringing ancient 
Shadows to Life has been such a long and a challenging road for you. Talk a little bit about why you decided to release the album under your own label and what you went through that led you to make that decision. Oh, that's a long story. Um, I really started in the internet in 2002 and for, well, there were no many independent acts and music there, so it was it was easy to have high traffic on the website, so I really got some interest from labels. And during four years, I got about nine deal offers. And I'm not meaning, you know, sometimes you get deals and offers, but I mean real, uh, making an approachment. Wow. Um, I even was requested by majors twice, but none of them wanted really my music. I I always tell people that I'm not a singer. I When I uploaded my music in the internet, there was a note, I'm a composer. I look for a vocalist. I really ended up thinking myself because everybody encouraged me to do it and finally I found my own voice and I really love it now but on the beginning I really was looking for my compositions to, to sound uh, I really didn't expect much but then there came deals to be a singer for all the projects and I, I really don't know if I would feel comfortable maybe uh, of course I've made collaborations but I think I wouldn't feel comfortable if it's music I really don't like and really the motivation was to make my own music so the deals especially the major deals were really compromising and rather long so it took a lot of thinking and finally I think I became a real artist I'm not meaning a good artist I'm not meaning a bad uh, I'm not meaning in those terms just an artist feeling like that right when I could say no I want to be honest to the thing I do. So the only option left was to do it myself. And thus, uh, I started to think about how to save, because, you know, I'm not precisely a wealthy person. People started to donate through the website, and I started to save everything to think, I have to make this project. I have been saving for two years and working for two years, and the last year I've been only working in Mansion Shadows, making maybe 15 hours a day. Wow. So it's been, I have to make the, the work of many people, so it's been sort of tough, but I think finally it's going to see the light, and it's a legal release, it's a legal company, it's hopefully a thing work that represents my music and art, which is more that I would have been able to say if I had signed it with the other labels, because most likely I would have been singing for others this stuff. Exactly. And it's great that you were able to stay true to your vision with this whole project. I mean, what you've been through in the past year and a half has been unbelievable. And it takes so much resilience on your part to pull something like this off. So congratulations on, on sticking to your dream and actually bringing Ancient Shadows to life. It's been hard sometimes, especially when you pay the rent and you say, oh, music, music spending, I have to spend in this and that. Right. <laughs> and, you, you, you know, nowadays in the music business, you're not ex- expecting an incoming, you know, you have to be realistic. Right. Especially if you don't uh, don't have a backing major label, make it a promotion, which is a key point of that. But I really don't care. For me, it was a, a project, uh, a personal achi- achievement that I, I really have, I really didn't mean to prove anything to anyone it was just a, a challenge for myself what's your concept behind ancient shadows it's it's titled the ghost and the fairy and obviously you're dealing here with uh you know a few dark subjects some nightmares and stuff tell me more about that okay actually um i have a, a syndrome 
it's a sleep disorder okay. that many people have, but they don't know, which is called sleep paralysis. Um, it's hidden and written in many, many parts of, of the city. And there are some very weird words also hidden in some places of the city, just like Ipnabompia and Ipnagogia. Uh, these strange words are related with a sleep disorder, which is related with lucid dreaming, and it's also related with night terrors and nightmares. It's a very special state that you can undergo when you're about to go to sleep and when you're about to, to wake up. Some people have a terrible fear because this condition makes your brain wake up before your body uh, wakes up. So your brain wakes up, but your body still slept. Interesting. So most likely your brain sends you signals and you can have hallucinations or experiences or lucid dreaming. And maybe the things that really terrified me and that of course inspired some nightmare and ancient shadow. Ancient shadow is the romantic side of the experience and nightmare is a terrifying side of this experience. So, um, Actually, I was terrified during my teenagerhood. Then I knew it was right, and many people have it. And I know many people may think that they have a ghost, a visitor, you know, whoever, aliens, you know. Um, it's just something normal that you can undergo if, if you relax, if you sleep well. But actually, it can be also very inspiring. In fact, it's related with musicians and artists. So most of the people with, uh, having this disorder are artists afterwards. So I think it has a very good side, which is inspiring for creating art. I'm right here also talks about the same thing. So when I start the album and I say I must face the dream, I don't have to be afraid to fall asleep. I don't have to be afraid to that boundary between awareness and being slept with those ancient shadows and things and sounds and creatures and imaginations can come to be real for me. Yeah, that's such an amazing backstory. I, I never would have guessed that that's where the concept to the album uh, originated. And you're so right in saying that, that a lot of times situations like this can be turned to the positive. And I think in this case, it really has become a positive force. Yeah. Tell me about some of the other people who were instrumental in helping you create Ancient Shadows. Of course, Hector Grossing, mostly with his passions, you know, because he's been there, you know, coping with my nerves all the time. <laughs> <laughs> so I I thank him so much. We have mixed the album together and he's been helping also in the mastering. And he's also helped to add some percussion to it. Okay. So I'm, I play the keyboards, piano, uh, made the arrangements, and he, he managed to add some percussion. I did, for example, per percussion in Lament, but in many other songs, just like I still leaves, it was him. And then uh, I hired some musicians, um, a cellist, and I played the flute myself, uh, except for a song, which is played by my friend Carlos. And, um, ah, yes, Gaston, Gaston Human. He's playing the electric guitar. Gaston Eumann is um, from Argentina. He He's part of a, a big theater group called Buha Music. So they're two worldwide. So he's a very good guitarist. And I've had other, other friends making small parts, just like Sebastian Tufo, um, also an acoustic guitar, Ramon Medigori, and, and Daniel Duran, also an acoustic guitar. And I have to mention also uh, Catherine Duke, 
which has not participated directly in the album, but we made a previous version of I Sleep Alone together and I kept one of the mood loops that I changed a little bit and such, but it kept on the mood. Okay. So I wanted to mention her, but she doesn't know it. I hope, uh, I hope she takes it um, uh, as a gift. <laughs> so she doesn't know still that I put her in the credits. You know? I, I was going to ask you about her because I saw her name in there. And uh, <laughs> yes, uh, actually, I I made I made still the leaves from. A scratch uh, again. I started all over again, but I wanted to to give her an, an honor, and the the harp arrangement that sounds uh, is from the previous version that we did together. Everything else has been has been written, but I still it was her mood, you know. Right, right. And, uh, and I wanted to give her that compliment because uh, she's been helping me. Well, we've been friends online for a long time, so for me it was important to put it. But she has still to receive the CD to get it, and I hope uh, <laughs> she feels complimented. We'll see if Catherine, if you're listening, surprise. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Is there a song on this album, Priscilla, that's your favorite? Uh, I have two favorites, but they're not the favorites of anyone, I think. I, mm-hmm. I like Hounded, okay. which is one of the newest songs, mostly because of the lyrics, you know, uh, because sometimes I I really felt like the house, I was tumbling down and I was deflated, you know, because I, I thought of the concept of a hounded house, not hounded, but ghost or hounded, just hounded because it's not having what uh, it should have. I mean, it's alone, it's empty, and if it's like it's falling down, you know? Right, right. And um, I think in my most depressive moments, I, I take the best of me. And I really, it really was a challenge of, of chord progression for me, and I, and I, I love to sing it because I had to make many creepy voices, and <laughs> and if you realize I'm I'm, I'm making um, uh, whispers and creepy sounds and shouting, and it was so fun that I really enjoy performing it, and that's how it has become one of my favorites. And then the call of the nymph because I, it has a very special moment behind that song. Uh, actually, the, the names are, um, are not also damsels in, in the water, but they are also the, the larvae from, from, from dragonflies. And the larvae from dragonflies eat everything around just to, to emerge and fly and get released from the water. So I thought of this drone lady in the pond just trying to eat souls, people, whatever, just try to get released out of there. And the special moment I was behind is that once I was talking by the street and I saw a dragonfly and I thought, how beautiful creature. And it just came and died on my hand. And it, it was just one of the weirdest 10 seconds of my life, you know? <laughs> but it really, I really, it was just like, um, I'm not very mystic in general, you know? Right. But it was really a strange moment to think, what a beautiful creature. And it just came into my hand and died. And then I thought, you know, uh, about that dragonfly and, and um, the nymph song was, was born. And I think 
because of the impression I had with with that happening. In fact, um, it became one of my favorite songs. Tell me about your other website real quick, nuevasmusicas.org. I manage a platform for the promotion of New Age. That, By the way, you should join to say hello and make your profile. <laughs> <laughs> it's um, We have launched it with a new design, nuevasmusicas.org, which is a platform for, for the promotion of independent New Age artists and also to the promotion of independent sites promoting New Age artists. We give free free profiles to musicians. We we list for free their albums, but we don't sell them. We just point to the place they want to sell them. Okay. And we also give a free, a free profile and a press profile. So uh, sites like like yours or sites devoted to New Age music can also make some promotion to also help the musicians there. So it's like a database of information of the media that are promoting New Age and the musicians. I have a question here via email from one of our, our dedicated listeners, Kevin Rice, who's also a big fan of yours. Uh, I have name- fans, I didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you've already got fans. They're all over. <laughs> this is what Kevin's email says. I see Priscilla has a very unique and talented artist, and every artist has their influences. Kevin wants to know, when it comes to your interest in the goth fairy realms, what has been your greatest influence in those areas? How did you get in into... In gothic or in fairy? In both, I believe. Uh, in gothic, I really love um, goth tales and Victorian, you know, all the Victorian romantic, because I really don't believe in ghost, uh, gothic um, in, in the evil sense, you know, of death and, and such. Right. Uh, but, but I really love Edgar Allan Poe. Um, one of my favorite books is M. R. James' Ghost Tales from Antiquarian, and um, I really love that kind of literature. You know, mostly written in the 19th, early uh, in the 19th century and, and early the 20th century regarding ghost tales. You know, I found them very romantic. So I always thought of, of the ghost to be bitter, just because they're not they're unloved you know right. sometimes they have fascination for vampires you know for me the romantic thing was to be the goth because they're flying around the living not being able to have what they have you know right. and um, about fairies okay I was also a fairy lover of course I was a fan of the Lord of the Rings since I was <laughs> a, teen- uh, a teenager way before the movies were made uh, but other some other fantasy uh, fantasy books as well as Narnia and uh, the never ending story and you know all the fantasy books that all all children love but then at 12 years old I started to collect illustrated fairy tales for some reason illustrated fairy and ghost tales but mostly illustrated by Arthur Rackham for example which is one of the most wonderful illustrators in the world from early 20th century and this kind of treasure books you know old books and of course also Brian Fruit who made The Dark Crystal and Into the Labyrinth which are my two favorite movies of course that uh, from from the, the the 20th century, I would point to Brian Fruit and John Bauer as an image that really nourished genius and my art as an artist.
course, you've already started promoting uh, Ancient Shadows in your local area by doing live appearances and concerts, right? Uh, I have... Um a presentation venue in late this year, 30th of, of December, in Inunas Theatre, in Apollo Theatre. Okay. Here in Barcelona. I will have to manage to, to do it right because it's um, a rather nice place to perform in. I mean, the problem is that my, I perform almost um, all the instruments that you can listen, all, all the vocals and all the background vocals that you can listen in, in the album. So to, to bring them to life, you, you have to pay and hire musicians because you don't have a regular band. You've made the music with. I mean, you, you, you write the music for the cello, but you pay a cellist to, to play it. So you really don't count with a set of musicians to make concerts easily so they come along together with other opportunities and, and sponsorships because you really cannot do it for yourself or you be you would be squandering a lot of money right especially if you're not very well uh, known because it's not the type of music that you can play with um, a guitar a bass player or in any path you know because it's more electronic based and then it needs another instrument that are orchestral just like violin or food or or cello and then uh, I'll be presenting uh, the city in some bookstores and bookstores lines, not Barnes and Nobles because so far it's in Spain, but <laughs> in Excellence uh, and all the bookstores. But there are small venues where I can sign the city afterwards. And I'll be attending as well uh, to the three, three Wishes Fairy Festival July next year in Cornwall, England uh, for three days. I'm not sure what day I'll be performing now. Um, I just released the city. I really have not moved much to organize gigs and venues because I really am looking for musicians now. I've put out advertisements, but you know, you have to convince people to take part of the project and then uh, feel confident to really uh, know that you have a show to offer. Meanwhile, I just upset the gigs and venues are are coming on the way. Right, right. Well, you know, when you get your band together, you can come and do the tour of the States. Sure. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm interested in, actually, uh, due to the shipping cost, I mean, uh, something that I never considered at the first, I might, I might look for a license in the USA eventually because... Um, uh, and I know I have many pre-orders for my website, but it's, you know, the, the shipping costs from Europe to USA are so much and that actually the few places that will have the city listed as maybe Project uh, New York, actually I make zero profit from them. Wow. So it's just um, placement and and just to for the people to be able to get them from there. But uh, it's really much more complicated than that. I wish it was easier, but I'm, I'm based in Spain. Uh, so probably the solution to be around the States um, is to see if, if the city works nice enough in Europe and to create a demand and maybe to, to get attention, to, to get a license for, for it. Right. I'm actually sending some cities out because I think um, it's a package that it's actually done and it can be evaluated easier than if you send just a demo. But it's just a license. I mean, I, I really do not want to lose the ever the um, signing um, the, the freedom of making my own music, which was the reason I, I did it my own way. Any advice? 
advice for other artists and talents who are looking to break into the music business or who'd like to maybe go their own route and release their own CD like you have? My experience is that uh, you can put a lot of illusion to, to pursue a dream, which is to get your city made. But actually, we have to be aware that the music industry is changing and internet is getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And we have come to a problem that, that people think that music is free, which is a bad thing. And then the pro agencies fight against that and exist in, in their actions. So that's really a big problem because um, pro agencies are trying to protect too much the music and, and trying to restrict too much the freedom even to the very self-artist to promote the music for free if they want. And on the other hand, you have the listeners that really are not used to buy physical CDs anymore. So we are the undergoing a, time, a really tough time of change that is affecting mostly the musician. I mean, the people that really want to earn a life in music, right? Uh, which now is a very unlikely fact. So um, many major, uh, major labels that used to have thousands of employees now they have 30 40 so you have to be aware that you might not be selling million cities just because in the ages there were selling million cities because the market is changing the advice i would do is to just to make your music trust that it's good uh if you want to to get signed you know uh you can get signed but you don't have to give away all your spirit and um, and all the conditions just to get your city down because you really can do it for yourself if you wish. So I would tell them to be patient, to take uh, a look to the free resources that a musician can have. Internet is a, a free and a very powerful promotional tool. So there are many musicians, maybe more than ever, but there are not enough labels wanted to, to invest in, in new talents or talents that that could have a new thing to uh, to offer because they they really cannot afford to have a risk not selling it. Right. So we're on a very strange line of events that I think will be solved, and we have to wait a couple of years to see how things go. I think that the key point is to convince people to support the independent artist because when when people is pirating our music for example um maybe one one major act doesn't realize if they have one one city more and one city less sold but really a small musician there you know because right. we, we're not um a great seller so i think that if if you want to keep this small you know you you, you have to to support it uh, even if it's rare to find you know you have to show your support somehow so I, I really buy a lot of independent music actually even more than than I do from majors because I feel uh, well sometimes that, that I'm helping them as well so do I I agree that's a that's a good point support your independent artists folks all right, before we wrap things up, one more question for you. Everybody knows that uh, I personally am a huge coffee fan. Drink it night and day. Probably shouldn't. Can't stop. All right, I could, but I don't want to. And I've been reading something on your website about the Barakito recipe. You got to tell me about this thing. The Barakito recipe. <laughs> <laughs> yes. You know what? I, I've been undergoing a very terrible month because due to the release of Ancient Chefs, I really, I really had 
a Downing House, you know, and they said to me, no more coffee, and I'm, I'm dying, I really am going to die. No, they said, okay, you can go at the caffeinated coffee, and uh, I'm trying to get used to that. It's been three weeks. Ooh, I think I'll survive, but if I don't, you know, it would be because of the coffee. Right. <laughs> uh, of, of course, Barakita resides. It's a treasure. Keep it safe. <laughs> you need uh, condensated milk and then uh, plain coffee and milk and cinnamon. Uh, you need a little bit of lemon peel and you put the lemon peel in liquor for a while. So you put one third of condensated milk, then a part of uh, coffee and a little bit of milk. And then you add this lemon peel with liquor. And then you spice it with cream. And then you add cinnamon. And if you have a grain of coffee, add it up. Oh. And then it's Barakita, which is the way in the Canary Islands you say coffee. And that is what you get. That's what you get in the islands, huh? Oh. Yeah, but then I moved to the mainland and I said Barakita and I said, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. I've never heard of that until I... I think I ran across it on your website, and I thought, oh, i got to ask her about that because it sounds great. Yeah, they're addictive, you know. Oh. I even got one coffee coffee shop in, in Pamplona, which was the, the city I previously lived, to, to add them to, to the card. <laughs> because I, I need them. You have to make them. And finally, they printed the card with a barracuda recipe. So I'm going to try this tomorrow. very interested about it. Yeah, well, so, you know, I... I am I, sure you're going to try it. I'm, I'm a coffee fiend, and I'm going to share with the family and force feed it to friends. <laughs> oh, oh, and give him a barakito. I want pictures of that. And I want to say, I, I am spreading my Canary Islands culture. I will send you pictures. <laughs> <laughs> All right, folks. It's Priscilla Hernandez. The new CD is Ancient Shadows, The Ghost and the Fairy. You can find it online at yidneth.com. That's Y-I-D-N-E-T-H.com. You'll also find some beautiful samples of Pris's illustrated works. And the album, uh, as you said, Pris, is also now available on iTunes, right? Yes, it's available in iTunes. And it will be on my website. It will be on yidneth.com. As well. Now, what about that distribution issue? You were mentioning in an email that w- what were a bunch of CDs printed with the wrong copy, or, or what was? We ordered uh, CDs and they came wrong, and then we ordered more and they came right, but they weren't enough. So um, we waited for a while to have the first set replace it, but we really sold out the second and it hadn't been fixed. So I just reordered in another factory for for the rest of them, and I see. If I get, you know, the first one replaced or not. You well, know, I know so. there's a lot of people anticipating the CD. Yeah, that... now I have about 3,000 3, CDs around my white <laughs> new room. I think they'll have enough. Are you signing all those? Uh, in, so far, I think I'm signing the first 1,000. Wow. Uh, I think I finally, I finally did it. Uh, if, if my mom says me, I think I, I finally made it because I have more more booklets but I said okay one thousand and my waist will be absolutely you know I'm not sure if I'll go on because I really um, uh, I really got them sealed uh, you know they're with a plastic warp so far I know there are one thousand are signed which are the one that I'm moving right now and after that you can always ask for signature (laughs) they will have said but you know I cannot I cannot sign them all (laughs) (laughs) Well, Priscilla, it is great to see everything finally coming together for you. I think it's going to pay off, and I think your listeners are going to be blown away by Ancient Shadows. Oh, thank you very much. I have a question for you. Sure. Can I interview you? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Go ahead. 
<laughs> Which is your favorite? It's the four stars. <laughs> what is my favorite? Yeah. Oh, boy. There's two that I really like. I like Away. Away. And I like... Um, Actually, the call of the nymph is my second. Okay, we're making we're making a bet here around <laughs> here, and I'm winning. Just, it's an amazing, amazing piece of work, and I congratulate you so much on it. Thank you very much. Usted es muy talentoso. Is that how you say it? <laughs> yes, that's fine. <laughs> From ancient shadows, the ghost and the fairy by Priscilla Hernandez. This is the call of the nymph. Thank you.
Nymph. That's Priscilla Hernandez from her debut CD, Ancient Shadows, The Ghost and the Fairy. You're listening to Escapes. I'm Pete Havey. Check out Priscilla's new CD, available now on iTunes. But I'll tell you what, do yourself a favor, get the full complete CD pack with two booklets beautifully illustrated by Priscilla. You can pick it up today on Priscilla's website at yidneth.com. Here's our top 10 track list. These are the most popular tracks as voted on and requested by our listeners during the past month, November 14th through December 13th, 2006. At number 10, it's Bruce Mitchell with Reflections from the CD Hidden Pathways. Number 9, The Airship Chasm, an ambient track by Jack Wall from the soundtrack to the PC game Mist 3 Exile. From the CD Bali, Medwin Goodall's Midori hits number 8 with Lake of Purity. Sky comes in at number 7 with Sacred Meeting from their CD Roses in the Sky. Number six, Paul Schwartz and Lizbeth Scott with Christe Redemptor from the new CD State of Grace 3. Snodham Cower's Longtime Son hits number five. That's from her CD Grace. At number four, it's Priscilla Hernandez with But If You Go from her debut CD Ancient Shadows. Delirium hits number three with Sister Sojourn Ghost from their latest CD Nuage du Monde. Lorena McKenna drops in at number two this month with a beautiful track from her new CD, The English Lady in the Night. That's from An Ancient Muse. And the number one track on Mystic Soundscapes for the past 30 days, Sleep Thieves Eurydice from the album The Dawn Seeker. Ratings are tallied based upon listener votes and song ratings combined with email requests. And that's the top 10 this month. Remember to check out our weekly top five every Monday on mysticsoundscapes.com. It's the Holiday Prize Pack. Boy, man, I'm looking at this thing right now. It's a pretty nice deal. 14 full-length CDs, an Amilcar t-shirt, a cool wristband from Corey Lene Carruthers, and a Mystic Soundscapes tote bag to carry it all in. Wow, I like to win the darn thing myself. Here's the deal. The contest starts today, December 14th, 2006, and the deadline for entries is December 21st. Here's how you're going to win. Listen to Mystic Soundscapes like you normally do, right? <laughs> Two times a day, you're going to hear the sound of jingle bells and a six-digit number. Write down the number and then email that number to this special contest address, yuletide at mysticsoundscapes.com. Y-U-L-E-T-I-D-E at mysticsoundscapes.com. This is the only place you're going to hear that email address, folks. So if you're not listening to this show, you're not going to be able to win. But of course, you're, you're hearing it right now, so I guess you can win if you want. Then, all right. Whatever. You only need to enter one time. In fact, if you enter more than once, you're going to be disqualified, so be careful. So once again, listen to Mystic Soundscapes for the Jingle Bells with a six-digit number. Write that number down and email it along with your full name and mailing address to yuletide at mysticsoundscapes.com. One winner will be randomly selected from all the contest entries that contain that correct six-digit number, and the winner will be announced on Friday, December 22nd. Your prize pack will ship the week after Christmas. Get the complete list of holidays prize pack goodies on our website click on the contest link on our homepage at mysticsoundscapes.com and good luck man i'm just sitting here looking at the calendar 2006 is like gone it's just gone by so fast i, I guess that's what happens when you're old like me <laughs> in fact the last few months of the year have been so busy for us here at mystic we have got lots of cool things happening in 2007 that i can't wait to tell you about including the fact that we're quintupling I hope that's the right term. 
double, triple, quadruple, quintuple. Basically, we'll have five times as much music as we do right now. So that's a cool thing. And here's one of the best features of all. Starting sometime in January, you won't have to log in to listen to Mystic Soundscapes anymore. Just click a special button on our website, you'll be listening almost instantly. Those are just a few of the things scheduled to roll out in the next few weeks. And I want to take this time also to thank everybody for checking out the internet station, checking out the podcast, and telling all your friends about us. It's really an awesome feeling to know that so many people are enjoying the music we play. And also, a big thanks to all the artists of Mystic Soundscapes whose generosity and talents have really made the station what it is today. I'd like to wish everybody a Merry Christmas, Happy Solstice, or whatever holiday you choose to celebrate during this season. Our best wishes to you for a great 2007. The podcast returns in early January with more artist interviews and great music. For Escapes, I'm Pete Hayden.